0: For a long time, I felt like they were kind of upset mm-hmm. about not looking like us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like we've really tried very purposely over the years yeah. to be like, your skin color is beautiful and this is the way God made you. And yeah. it's amazing and so i feel like now like when platini says something i'm like one of my goals is like that you're like a proud black man like you're just and i feel like he is yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. when i say pendulum swing he goes from like you know saying like oh i want michael jackson's skin yeah like that it fades and that's one extreme but now he's on the other extreme where he's like, mm, I'm beautiful chocolate. Yes. And he'll, like, he'll tell his teacher, his teacher's Caucasian, and he'll be like, he'll have a piece of chocolate, and he's like, if you put it on my skin, you won't even tell. Because he's like <laughs> so chocolate. And I mean, I love and that on one level, like, I'm not sure that, and, yeah. I, and on another level, I'm like, I'm so glad yeah. that mm-hmm. he's on one extreme. If he's going to be on an extreme. Yeah. yeah. So he was at basketball practice. it okay if I tell this one? He's at back to basketball practice. He was probably where the tension is for me at the moment. So his basketball team, there's, um, there's Platini who's still really dark compared to the average Mm -hmm. American black man. Uh, He's still very dark. And then there's uh, another boy named miles. Mm -hmm. And so he's kind of light skin black. Um, And then the rest of the team is pale, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I mean, they're white. So, He comes in, and they're going to do shirts and skins. Well, Platini comes in, and Miles' dad, I mean, he's bigger than me, Mm -hmm. black man, and so um, we hadn't quite met yet, and Platini comes in, and they're playing shirts or skins, and so he lifts up his shirt. He's wearing a black shirt, yeah, and he's black. So he runs into the gym. Shirts or skins, I'm black either way. (laughs) Shirts or skins, I'm black either way.
2: Okay. uh, (laughs) But he's proud. He's so proud. proud. And
1: all of a sudden, all his teammates are laughing. He runs up to the coach. I mean, he is just like, they're getting it. And he's a jokester anyway. So he's joking about it. He's like, and they're all laughing, having a good old time. Well, as a white dad... <laughs> I'm, it's just me and Miles' dad right. on the side. Mm-hmm. And I immediately feel myself go. <laughs> <laughs> and not because it's because it was done in public and I have a black dad next to me. Sure. And I yeah. immediately, my thought was, I hope he's okay with that. Am I doing it right?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because I haven't met this guy. And like, if he knows me, he could have the backstory. Yeah. yeah. And know that, like, this is how we've kind of tried to navigate. And I'm, like, I love that he loves his skin now. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we've gone from one extreme to the other. On another level, I'm, like, uh-oh. I hope he's, like, he's not offended by, like, I'm doing it wrong. and right. I, right. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, I wasn't upset, like, at his judgment of it. I became very concerned and aware mm-hmm. Now, I went up afterwards and we talked and we got to know each other and, you know, talked. And he does some foster care. And so we actually have a ton in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they're a great family. They Actually, I found out they go to our same church. They actually have three new foster kids that are white. And so we share a lot of the, like, dynamics. We're starting to get to know each other. But that was probably, and again, that's more internal. I'm sure he
2: was totally unaware. But
1: internally, I just felt myself go...
2: Well, wow. let me let me even Concerned. say this. Um, growing up in 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 black community, um, skin color is a thing like mm-hmm. we will judge one another within inside of our own community based upon our own skin color. Hmm. So, for instance, like I'm light skinned, mm-hmm. like I'm very light skinned. Yeah. And so growing up, I would I would be called the white boy um and or you know troy's not black he's light-skinned and uh i mean there's even jokes you know black dark skin versus versus light skin and you know as a kid growing up you're very conscious of like your skin color yeah Mm -hmm. and i even know growing up growing up at one time (laughs) it was like The black community has gone through different phases and you have to help me with this um so like during the 80s like dark skin was in uh like uh wesley snipes was like one of the leading actors at the time and Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh Uh, eddie murphy uh blew up real big with coming to america and all of his movies and stuff like that and then like you move into the 90s then you have like the shamar moors and then. Uh, who's not really a, a actor per se, but he's uh his, he's a model who is who is light skinned. Mm. And so then you have uh, all the R and B groups where guys are majority light skinned and stuff like that and people start flying. So then there was like a war in between light and dark. Yeah. Mm. And uh, on both ends, you know, there would be black people who would be ashamed. Of their very own skin complexion like during these times and now we make jokes about it yeah. and stuff like that. Of course, you know, there's always going to be that that Twitter meme or that, you know, that Instagram photo or something like that. Yeah. Um. So to hear that your child is actually like gravitating towards his own skin complexion and is not ashamed. That's that's pretty awesome. Cool. I also,
4: I also, I've had a chance to see your children interact with you and interact Mm -hmm. with each other. And the most comforting thing to me is to see how seamlessly it happens. So Mm -hmm. even though he says these things, I can definitely tell he's like, but this is my mom and this is my dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no question about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem awkward. I've seen him run up. (laughs) I've seen you actually be like, what now? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: And
4: and I look at it and she's like, he's like, I just want to show you. I just want to show you, you know, whatever. And the, the way your family blends and the way you guys, um, just the cohesiveness that at least we see, I think is amazing. So I, I don't know what any of your children may think internally or may be dealing mm. with internally, but I definitely can see that they feel loved and they're not missing out on anything. So kudos to you guys. Yeah, Kudos to you guys. Kudos.
2: Kudos.
0: And, well, and I think that's the biggest thing too with that. Like, Cause you mentioned like how they are internalizing things. I think that's the biggest. Cause I asked Larissa recently since mm. she's like 23. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because so Larissa,
1: just a reminder, she's our oldest, she's our oldest. from oldest mm-hmm. Brazil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And yeah. I saw a mom, um, an adoptive mom posts a blog about like why she hates the term adoption rocks and mm. again like I've never thought about that before like why why would you not like that And yeah. you know because we're like you know pro-adoption because it brought us all together and then mm. I'm like the point was is that um, we're not really thinking about the child's story and how they feel about it mm. and it's it's making it more about us as the parent the
2: d of i'm um, adopting you yes yes okay and I got so you.
0: i texted larissa and i was like you're not gonna hurt my feelings <laughs> but how does this statement make you feel like and she said honestly it's um i don't know if she made a big a super big deal about the statement but she was like when I tell people that don't know us that I'm adopted and that I have five siblings who are also adopted, she said people always make the comment like, wow, your parents are amazing. And she Mm -hmm. said internally she's going, well, what about me and all I've lost? Mm -hmm. To get to that point, you know, to have to be Mm -hmm. in our family. Mm -hmm.
1: um, And she's lost a lot. She's lost
0: a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And um, so she said, but I know like, that's not something I'm going to say to that person. So I'm just like, yeah, they're great. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think there's like a really hard balance being an adoptive parent because us having these kids means a lot of loss in a Mm -hmm. lot of areas. It means birth mom loss. It means um, on some level rejection that they may or may not have to deal with one day, depending on how they process things. Um, You know, for Shadrach and Platini, a culture that, they're probably not going to remember a -hmm. whole lot about and Mm -hmm. like that disconnect and like who they are and their identity. And, um, so, you know, there's Mm -hmm. all those things that go into it. So, but I would think what you said, just that they are loved and that we have a really strong attachment as a family is only going to be like a helpful thing as they have to walk out Mm -hmm. the things that they have lost in their lives. So, yeah, you know, I think we just have to like hold it not personally in those tough conversations. You know, maybe when kids want to grow up and be involved in birth families and to be like, you know, whatever you feel like you need to do, you know, that we support you and, you know, all that. So, wow. mm-hmm.
1: that yeah, awesome. I think adoption's one of those things. It's like, especially as Christians, it's like this wonderful thing because God adopts us and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think when you walk out adoption, you realize like someone had to lose
3: mm-hmm. mm. on the
1: day you, you get to become their parents. Someone had to give something. Up. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And so it's not, you know, obviously as a couple who's never had biological kids, and I know there's all these other things, so I can't really speak fully into that, but, um, any adoption required severe loss. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and as so an adoptive think, parent, you kind of feel like you're always having to share. Yeah, mm. And that's been a hard road for share me to with share
1: with someone like your child has different genetics mm-hmm. and mm. you ha- you're going to have to, you can like, make it super normal, but they have a biological family. Yeah, They have a past. Yeah. They have. Yeah.
0: And like we've included biological family and birthdays before. And um, I think one year in particular, Ashland's birth mom, like shared Ashland's birthday pictures before I even got a chance to. But it's like Mm -hmm. holding those things loosely because it's like in that moment, I'm like, I'm mad. She's my daughter, Mm -hmm. yeah you know, and I'm like. And so I think I went through a phase where I was like, I just feel like I always have to share them. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a piece of them that belongs to somebody else. And um, having to not hold that so tightly and it be so personal. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's a lot of things I've had to let go of feeling super personal. I don't think you I don't I don't think you have to do it in the same way as a biological parent compared to mm-hmm. adoptive, you know, cause if you have a biological child, you're probably not having to visit another mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but in that specific way of adoption, like you kind of feel like you're always having to share,
2: mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, go ahead. Say, you got a question. I, was well, gonna
0: go. I don't know where you're going to your
4: question. They stopped at, Um, Platini and. and Oh, yeah, you go
3: through the line.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. That was a (laughs) good little. That (laughs) was a good little. Yeah.
3: Top to
1: bottom recap. Big. Yeah, top to (laughs) bottom recap. Yeah. So, age wise, we have Larissa, originally born in Brazil. She's 23 now. Faxton is 12, born here. Ashlyn is 12, born here platini and shadrach platini is 11 shadrach's nine both born in congo and then we have Raylan, who just turned three and she, is, she is born here adorable <gasps> Let
4: me say and she is okay. spunky I those when you have her in the there's a picture of her in the little yes. pigtails and if you ever seen like the little dr seuss character yes oh, cindy yes. lou who? yes Oh my gosh, every time, and her cheeks and stuff. Oh, I this, know. She's so adorable. Because she
1: got massive vocabulary. Oh my goodness. At three years old? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean. Yeah. And then when you have that oh, many yeah. older siblings, yeah, she's like <laughs> mentally really fast with words oh, yeah. and dialogue, but yeah. then when you have that many older siblings, it's like...
0: Oh yeah oh, Like we're goodness. like Raylan. stop calling Ashlyn a butt cheek
3: <laughs> <laughs> You make She
0: <laughs> And we're Like a van's pretty big But we make it feel small She's like yeah. beside Ashlyn Ashley's like cut it out And Raylan's like You make me so mad You're a butt cheek And I'm like Like <laughs> <laughs> you
1: just turned three <laughs> She was very clear Or like Judson
0: told her She was in trouble one day And he's like You cut it out It is not funny She's like Actually it is funny and that was before she was three, well before she was that three.
3: was like two wow. and a half. And what? so
0: then she came downstairs the other day because she's not supposed to get out of bed after bedtime, but she always makes an excuse. There's some reason every yeah. single night. It's that always she,
1: logical, too. Yes. I mean yeah. sense, so we're
0: like, you can't get up. And so she comes downstairs and she's like, so I was in my room and, <laughs> and I was like, and this is what she says. And I was like, I'll just come downstairs. And she does her face all like, and so then I came downstairs. <laughs>
2: that's her logic
0: oh yeah or she's like um i ran out of milk i need more milk or then one time i got really mad because it was like the third time she had gotten out of bed. I was like, "Raylan," And I got really upset at her. She's like, well, I pooped. I was like,
3: ah, <laughs> what? Just
0: the one time. <laughs> so it's funny. You know,
4: to go back. You mentioned that she doesn't want to be potty trained. And hearing her thought process, it sounds like there's a very logical reason there to her yeah. why. She's convinced not.
0: she doesn't need it. And <laughs> and she said it's too hard. And she doesn't know how to do it. And I was like, well, I'll get you an aerial doll. And she's like... And then she just moves on. And then she'll tell me like, well, princesses are not potty trained. (laughs) Like (laughs) they are. I assure you. They do not poop in their dresses. (laughs) So.
2: So we. So we talk. All right. And Raylan's the last one, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So we talked about the dynamic with you all, the parents to the children. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the dynamic with the kids with one another?
0: Oh, that is funny. <sighs>
1: that is complicated. <laughs> I, probably the best way to describe it is some of it's based off of personality. Um. Some of it's based off of their past. So like Shadrach and Platini are very bonded, and Shadrach depends on Platini for a lot of things. Mm. Ashlyn and Raylan are super connected because they're uh, because their age gap. So twelve to just turned three is actually about ten years. Is that older sibling's a helper like right away? Mm Really? And -hmm. they share a room. And Ashlyn also was praying with Megan for a baby. So she's like, I wanted a
0: baby sister, but we got two boys.
1: Wow. So, there's still a chance. So Ashlyn's <laughs> super connected with yeah. her. Then. Yeah. She's still a sister, um, so she's not really a mom. But mm-hmm. Sometimes she thinks she is.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and probably some of the more complicated ones um, are like Thaxton and Platini. It's like there's a lot of teasing. There's a lot of brotherly type stuff, but there's not the history of trust.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. And
1: so that's where it gets a little funky between the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, there can be teasing, but things escalate super fast. Mm-hmm. We're like, me and my brother, we shared a room, year and a half apart, we'd fight every day, mm-hmm. but every morning we woke up best friends. Yeah, It's like, but we had a lot of trust between yeah, us. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, in Thaxton, we learned f- he has in his had in his mind that everything changed when Shadrach and Platini came. Change. That it, uh, it removes something that like he wanted to go back to just the four of us, like Mm. me and before Larissa, before Larissa. Mm. But what he didn't realize, and I didn't say this to him, but he was having a lot of hard time. I'm like, bud, you've got (laughs) to do a little bit better. But, um, there was really only like a few years in their life before Larissa came. Mm. And then she was there for the next five years. And then it was only 11 months before Shadrach and Platini came. So it's never been very long Mm -hmm. just the four of them Mm -hmm. uh, the four of us um so I think he just felt sort of like they interrupted something Mm -hmm. that really never existed for that long but Mm -hmm. in his mind I think and it could have been just like Larissa moving out of the house and kind of like I think we started doing just more things purposefully with them because it was just four of us yeah that I think maybe that kind of got implanted in his head mm. as like oh i like this or whatever mm-hmm. um so i think that's been partially his problem that it felt it was such a big change and it really was mm-hmm. i mean you have two kids come in that don't even speak your language and yeah. they they just i guess i kind of describe when older kids come in it's like filling a bucket with a hole in it mm. like everything you feel like you can do you're like oh my word they I mean, it was hard to sit down and have a meal because mm-hmm. they just wanted our attention all the time. And mm-hmm. you really need to give it, mm-hmm. especially there at first for a while, because you have to form those really strong attachments where yeah. they like know you will be there. You're dependable. Mm-hmm. Like you're trustworthy. Like mm-hmm. that trust is huge. Right. So we had to do that. And um, and I think it probably we made purposeful efforts with. Thax and ashland at night when the other two went to bed to spend some quality time as they were transitioning with all this too but i think that's made his his time more difficult with platini and platini has always been a very independent person Mm. like and we had to teach him to need us really Mm. because he was kind of like Like we, we would, he's like, you don't need to carry me. And you're like, all, all my kids are my babies. You know, like, I
1: literally time. would have to say that to him every day. Yeah. And now like, guess who rides up baby. on his
0: back every single night mm. up the stairs. Yeah. So I still Cooking carry, me, Dad.
3: Like, <laughs> I still
1: carry Shadrach and platini
0: every bed, night just bed. as
1: a habit of like, but it took a long time even with platini to be yeah. like, you're my baby. And he's like, I'm not your baby. I'm like, yeah. everyone... And I could point to Larissa, who's significantly yeah. older. Yeah. yeah, 19. Well, she's technically yeah. still my baby, just to help define well, things. Well, and then
0: Saxton loved Shadrach when he first came, because he, he was like he was five, baby. but he looked three. Mm-hmm. And he would mm. try to hold Shadrach. And, like, I mean, he just was crazy about him. But as soon as Shadrach grew, he's like, Shadrach's a full-grown boy.
3: and
0: <laughs> um, So that stopped. But that was really good for them. He doesn't have... Issues with Shadrach. It's mm-hmm. my, more just like normal teasy brother stuff, mm-hmm. but nothing mean. Um, and then Ashlyn, she's has really good relationship mm-hmm. with Shadrach and Platini and Raylan and Thaxton, actually. She's we call her the glue. Yeah. Mm. Like we will literally be at the beach and Ashlyn comes to she's like, I think I'm gonna go to the pool because we go to Outer Banks, so it's like pool beach. Of like Outer a Banks beach. is our place to yes. go to. Yeah. We get like this great house and like have our own Split pool. So she's like, I'm going to go up to the pool. All of a sudden you see the boys start to look around and they're like, they're looking for Ashlyn. And one by one, each one of them will leave and go find her.
2: Oh, wow. She
0: is the glue. It is the weirdest thing because they love to play with her and she's really nice.
1: (laughs) She can play with all her siblings. And then
0: she was the one who taught because I feel like sometimes maybe kids that have been in certain orphanages have a hard time like playing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't really have the stuff to play with or like are taught to play with through playing with her parents you know and so they didn't really know how to do that like they didn't play the first two months they were here mm. with and Thaxton at all mm. like never I think it took two months and we were like oh they're downstairs playing and it was like 20 minutes and which was a huge deal um so Ashlyn was the one that taught them how to play Barbies and so they <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean elaborate Barbie play where they they'd set up a camcorder and make movies and oh wow like but that she was the one who taught them how to play and so like they you know would have the mom and the dad and they still play Barbies together oh, wow. yeah they do yeah. so and then Raylan probably doesn't want to say Platini that. doesn't want to say <laughs> like that. Platini when they, they you make, get older and you get Barbie. a
2: Facebook page and you see this yeah
0: <laughs> I know I'm
4: so careful
0: about what I post
4: they make Barbie movies
0: yes yeah, I do. oh we watch those I do. Yeah. figurines. Yeah. And then everybody loves Raylan, So Raylan's thing right now is she's like, because I let her one time, which led to many more times of laying in the bed with Shadrach and Platini before she has to go to bed for their bedtime. And they can all like watch a movie for a little while together and then go to bed. So she'll be like, can, can I do that thing where I like hang out with Shadrach and Platini? And I'm like, Okay, yay, thank you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. And she'll get up and she'll <laughs> snuggle in bed with Shadrach. And the platini's like, come down here with me. And she's like, okay. And then she goes and <laughs> snuggles with him in bed. And so yeah. she's just kind of like everybody's little, I don't know. They love her. So yeah. plus she's the baby.
2: So your dynamic with the kids, their dynamic with with each other. What about you all's extended family? How do they interact with the kids?
0: I think it's been pretty seamless. I keep scooching away from my mic.
1: Yeah, so Megan's parents live in town. They have all the kids right now.
0: Right
2: oh, now, thank you. It's yeah. been quite an adventure. We'll for try them. to wrap it up. I know we've yeah. been going at this for a minute. We'll try to relieve the parents yeah. in just a second.
1: Yeah, so they they've been great. Every time adoptions come up, we've talked with them. Um, they've there's I mean there's been dynamic struggles with each. Uh, adoption, but they've been on board for each one. Yeah. Um, And they
0: are like the babysitters. Like they're the reason that we can both serve on the worship team. They've babysat almost every single Wednesday night since Ashlyn and Thaxon were infants. Oh, wow. Mm. Yes. So for the past 12 years, they've been babysitting. Yeah. we are going
1: to nanny and papas? Oh, yeah. They're super (laughs) excited. Yeah. Um, My parents, uh, probably they're awesome when they come into town. They're good parents. If you're gonna have to live across the country from grandparents, they're good because they like pack it in. They're
0: very super intentional. So mm. good. Yeah. my mom's yeah. like
1: on the floor playing like Uno and Aww. like all this stuff. Um, probably for them, it's just been more of like adoption's a newer category for when your parents we first started. And eating.
0: my family, I have like a few adopted cousins, mm-hmm. so oh, it's really? never really like a new concept to me yeah I didn't really see it as I didn't see my cousins as all of us different from each other in any way so yeah
4: yeah we had extended we have play cousins extended family yeah and so um for me I think it wouldn't be so awkward like you said yeah we we never we never use the term step or adopted or whatever it's like this is my cousin yeah. Doesn't matter that there's no blood relation whatsoever. Right,
0: it's like, this right. right, right, right. And you don't really think of it any different. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I can see so that. So luckily, I like my in-laws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you they family, love you for sure. You yes, marry a family. do. Has it been hard? Oh yeah. Adoption? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Very.
0: Definitely like the hardest thing we've ever done for sure.
2: What has kept you through the hard times?
0: Whew. <laughs> What are you going to say? <laughs> yeah, I
1: I think probably some of the things, we're of the opinion that's a little different than maybe at least the Christian world that like everyone should adopt. Mm-hmm. If everyone adopts, then there won't be any kids in foster care. And if you want me to say it bluntly, if everyone adopted, I think we'd increase the divorce rate. Mm. Wow. Partially because... Each child is so different and comes with so many different dynamics. To make a blanket statement that everyone should just adopt, I think is ignoring the fact that kids put a strain on a marriage, but then when you do adoption Mm -hmm. and you have to walk out legal stuff and you have to walk out past stuff, and then there's obviously skin color differences. It is
0: really, really emotional.
1: It. I mean, you just you have to quadruple your communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to find spaces to like talk about everything and figure out how to like,
0: like we go on our trip once a year, just the two of us just to make sure like, Hey, one day when our focus is not raising these kids, like we have to make sure that we still like, have a blast hanging out together. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Fun. at least like each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we,
2: our first podcast was on like versus love. Yeah. And yeah, and the importance of liking one yeah, another. Yeah, I was like, I still yeah.
0: want to be best friends, yeah. you know, yeah. and keep that. So. I cut so, you off,
2: babe. What were you going to say?
0: No, he's good. Go
2: ahead. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I think. There's just so many extra stresses, like, is a birth mom going to change her mind? Is court going to work? Is it not going to work? And How do you interact with a birth mom that's still in the area? How do you navigate kids who don't even speak English and they wake up? like, It's hard to stay happy every single day. Yeah. When Shadrach and Platini first came, they'd wake up by coming to my side, yelling dad real loud and go, <laughs> I'm up. In their French accent. <laughs> Maybe, <Dad. laughs> Dad. Dad, 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 I'm up. And then they'd it's like stretch. five in the morning. They'd stretch and whack me between the legs. Oh, Are you serious? And that's
0: Flatini. Oh, Shadrach would come to my side of the bed, and here is my face, and he's like...
1: So he just you, stands there. When you open oh your oh eyes, you're good. like...
3: Ah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, like, say something,
1: please? So, I mean, and those are obviously... They're funny it's it wasn't funny at the time. Because it was know. like a year <laughs> of like that's oh, how I woke word. up every morning. Yeah. And it's you you have kids that are endless buckets of needing attention yeah. and sometimes you're like, Oh, these things aren't changing. Like they learned English fast, but this isn't changing. Or we've been investing in this one kid who's new in our family, and when we go out on when we go out on a date, there's like Issues with the babysitter, mm-hmm. or if they're old enough to send messages, they're self harm messages mm-hmm. all the entire time. Or, mm. so I think that's probably one of the things that you know, give an example is like have a rebellious teenager and that puts a strain on a marriage, mm-hmm. but then have that tension all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really what pulls on a marriage.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. It's like, it's hard for a couple to figure out, are we going to be on the same page to discipline?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. I mean, that's a hard conversation.
0: And I think for sure, like when you're talking about adoption too, like, um, I think as far as like asking, like what's kept us Mm -hmm. is being a hundred percent sure. Like this is what God called us to. Yeah. And feeling. And that's why I said like Ashton and Thaxon's adoptions were different than the rest with the purpose that I felt like something shifted in us Mm -hmm. and having a broader perspective of like, what can we do to be a part and respond to who God is and what he wants us to do and be obedient Mm -hmm. and hearing that. So, um, I think just remembering that, like sometimes like your mission field is outside of your home. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, we feel like it's very much inside of our home. Mm. Like why take these kids in to, um, you know, not be super intentional and everything. Like we brought, it was very purposeful, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I think it's one yeah. of those things where I'm like, I'm sure this is what, you know, this is what God called us to do um, yeah. for sure.
1: And then I think embracing that we're different.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like family is different. Yeah, Our dynamics are different. We have to talk about like, Birth moms and find creative ways. You came out of another lady's belly and make that super normal. Like Ashlyn asked then, me the other
0: day, like when are you telling Raylan she's adopted? And I'm like, well, Ashlyn, I don't really like. I've already told her, so because we start it really early. I never wanted to be like one of my kids to assume for like five years just out of assumption, not me lying to them. Yeah, that they came for me and be like, oh, hey, guess what? Like I want it to be a part of their vocabulary and part yeah. of something that's like. We're communicating about this, Mm -hmm. just like you would communicate with a birth child, like you were in mommy's tummy, and Mm -hmm. you know, I would do that with a birth child, just reminiscing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'll talk to Raylan, changing her diaper, and like, Raylan, do you remember whose belly you came from? And she's like, Yes, Miss So and So. And then she's like, Actually, I came from Nanny's belly. That's what she's (laughs) saying. She's
3: joking. Yes,
0: but I want it to be a part of something where I don't just like sit them down one day, and say, Oh, you're adopted. You know, yeah, yeah,
1: so. yeah, and I think you are always kind of evaluating some of their past and trying to keep the global perspective mm-hmm. of like, are they doing well for them because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. each of them has a different story, so and then at least having enough open conversation where she's like, yeah, you're being really snippy with Shadrach, or you're being mm-hmm. really snippy with Thaxton, mm-hmm. or We flip flop a little bit. Yeah. I usually don't bring it up as much because I'm like, finally, you're being a little snippy with that one. But uh, (laughs) he's like, now I feel like we're on the same page. Now we're on the same (laughs) page. But, you know, hey, remember, we committed to sticking this out. We're going to be in it for the long haul. You're feeling this way. And so I know. But
0: I think one thing that's been really important, like for us in our marriage, is being okay with hearing the emotive part of it. Mm. Like he has always been okay. With like before, I was totally freaked out of bringing Shadrach and Platini home. I'm like, what if they've experienced terrible things? And what if you know they do something to one of the other kids because that's what's been done to them? And mm-hmm. and we're bringing them our home and it's Which permanent. Are very common. That's a common thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started having all these fears. And I'm texting him like, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. And of course he's like, it's okay. Why don't we talk about it when we get home? He's never like shut me down and like, no, you know, that's not the right way to feel and blah, blah, blah. He's like, let's talk about it later Mm, together. We can have a a conversation and just being able to have like, it's a safe place to be like, this feels like crap (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I'm doing a bad job or like sitting down at dinner and even being able to like verbalize how we wish we would have done things differently. With Larissa I wish we would have understood this and I would have done this this way and mm-hmm. just kind of like hashing it out mm-hmm. so we did a lot did and have done a lot of that so yeah
2: do you have a, do you have a question babe
0: did
4: you guys ever I mean did you want a big family
0: did you th- I think we thought yeah let's have a lot of kids you said that yeah but then once we adopted Ashland and Thaxon, I don't think we were like, let's have a big a, family. There was a
1: contentment at that stage.
0: Yeah, we were content there. It's kind of
1: interesting because my my parents point out things in my past that I didn't connect. Um, they went all the way back to, hey, do you remember you were, you know, early high school. You went on a missions trip to Tijuana. We'd go all the way down and then we went into Tijuana and you came back. and You just talked about this little boy in the orphanage. And I can still picture him. Mm-hmm. As soon as they started talking about him, I was like, I remember him. Like, I remember pushing him on the swing. He's the one who wouldn't engage. He's the one, by the end of the day, I had him on my shoulders. It was just like, and they're like, you came back just talking and talking about him. I was like, I did? And so we just, and they were like, yeah. I think that's when God opened the door just to this idea of, like, adoption. Wow. And wow. I was like, hm. I think. I think you're right. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a conscious, like from that point on, I was like, I'm going to adopt because we went into like trying to have biological kids. And even when God said, stop, it wasn't like, we we're like fine. We'll just adopt, you know I mean? It right. wasn't like this no, not at all. conscious thing. It happened when, you know, Thaxon was born. Yeah. But I didn't glue that God had, made these steps and they would point out other things yeah. hmm. along the way. And I'm like, Oh, I think there is this path that was grown, yeah. but it wasn't a conscious, like
0: we're going to have six kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just like each stage of saying, cause you know, we did have people or one person come up to us when we had the baby stroller, like 11 months after Shat. No, not even 11 months. They came in April and she was born in December. So that's how long the boys were not here that long before Raylan was born. Mm. And this lady's like, is she yours? I was like, yeah, we just adopted her. She's like, did you do that on purpose? Because they were so close together. And I was like,
1: didn't your family just, she was
0: an unplanned adoption. Like, (laughs) I guess that happens. But um, yeah, it was more like just as each thing came, it was like, You know, really being like, well, I I think this is a yes, you know, and it kind of evolved into now looking back. I'm like, I would never at this point want a small family for us because a lot of times it's just like you kind of feel like you bring the party wherever you go. Some days I don't want to be a part of that party and I have no (laughs) choice. (laughs) Like some days in the summer I get up out of bed and I'm like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> you guys need to take it down right a now. notch mm. yeah. but you know it's like family game night is i mean you have a big enough family to have teams i mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. yeah which it's is pretty show. fun that's really and yeah judson plays with no mercy so yeah y'all Good. could play You're what's the win. game
2: we play um where we draw the cards The fishbowl. taboo oh taboo, oh, taboo. Yeah, yeah taboo would probably be a great name okay for you guys yeah, yeah. we play clue Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Some of them understand it. And then we play Scrabble. <laughs> the kid's I don't like understand Uno. Clue.
2: They tried to play like a group Clue one time. I was that's, like, dude, yeah. I have no idea what's yeah. going
0: yeah.
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> Uno. Are y'all into the new Unos? I or think y'all play traditional Uno? The, they have the Uno? standard Uno. Yeah, but okay. they have
1: ones they can write on.
0: Yeah. And, and then, then we got on. Speak Out where you put the big plastic things oh. in your mouth.
1: Yeah. Oh. Y'all have to.
2: Rec- have y'all recorded yourselves doing <laughs> that? Y'all have to do no. that.
0: Platini picked it out. Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> he bought so it
0: funny.
1: his own money
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. it's hilarious how yeah. is
2: that money wise with kids i mean i have a bunch of kids so
0: yeah
1: yeah we do allowance like basic and then they can do extra chores to get a little bit
2: more
0: and how money. do we afford to feed them <laughs>
2: that might be a yeah
0: walmart click list
2: i'm trying please, oh. please talk about it we i'm trying to get chaka so on it we
0: saved so much money Judson sat down and he told us, this is what we spent on groceries this mm-hmm. month. We need to change something. Mm-hmm. I think that month we spent $2,000 on groceries. Sheesh. Wow. For food. Not going out to eat. No, no, no. We don't
1: go out
2: to eat very Regular often, groceries.
0: Uh-huh. Regular groceries. At one point, Shadrach and Platini were going through like three loaves of bread in a week.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Just the growing. two of them.
0: Yeah. Just the two growing. of them. Wow. Yeah. And so um, now we are remodeling our kitchen. So we're getting like that like commercial size fridge and freezer. And I was like, that's and we can get six frozen pizzas. Cause right now (laughs) like we'll do click lists and sometimes do two pickups a week, maybe sometimes three Mm. a week. And that's need based. It's Mm -hmm. not just like, Hey, we want to have a special. It's like, Oh, we ran out. Um, but when we did click lists, because you don't realize how much you go in to Walmart and pick things up that you don't Mm -hmm. need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're doing the list you really are just going what do we need mm-hmm. and you stick to it because that's what you get and they so, feel like
1: the kids feel like they have a say yeah. but i'm like so like what do you want on
0: your list? list so they yeah. get to choose still mm-hmm. hey put this on the list dad and we saved a thousand dollars really The first wow. time yeah
2: because you're not dragging any
1: kids through you're yep. not doing your little pickup like oh that looks tasty yeah.
2: And isn't that isn't that like a big time saver it
0: oh is. yes!
2: I make
1: the list. We set an appointment. We drop off the kids typically at, yep. on Monday for school. It's like school, a five-minute stop drive, and we stop there. Yeah. They load mm, it up. It's so amazing. It is so amazing. And
0: then, the, and then Shadrack's like he's like obsessed with food, mm-hmm. and Judson will pull. Up, he's like dad's home he's got the food like, like, I
3: mean
0: he's like out the door like bringing in gr- I mean it's the oh, best yeah. part of Help his him. week Help if he him. can be yeah. so yeah.
2: I think well, and I want Shaka to tell a story because evidently I don't tell stories about her correctly her <laughs> hatred for Halloween but um, but well, I, I think one of your issues is the produce you're concerned yeah. about them yeah. getting no. the wrong produce or molded or you know yeah. bruised
0: We've never had any issue with the produce. You know
1: what they their policy is: any produce they have to show you, and you can accept or reject. Yeah, yeah okay. right there. Now, the
0: one line. it is a learning curve learning how to order bananas mm-hmm. on QuickList. Mm. One time we got one banana. Did <laughs> accidentally
1: got one? <laughs> today <laughs> I,
0: mean. I was like why is there one banana on the table he just did cris- then one time we apparently ordered three bunches and we had three full Walmart bags so of bananas like, oh. 18
2: bananas yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Some, somebody has to figure out that balance yeah, yeah yeah
0: we're like
4: one or 18 I don't know yeah.
2: cook list's actually super
4: good for yeah this. it's good I also, and um, I get from my mother, I buy different things at different places. So I yeah. actually don't buy, unless I'm just running in to get something, I don't buy produce at Walmart. I buy my produce at Kroger's. Yeah. But then I go in to Foodline and I buy the meat because Food Foodline always has the meat marked down. Oh, yeah, yeah they so, do. Yes. And so yep. that's another thing. And then I buy the bulk stuff at Sam's. So one day of grocery shopping for me is four different stores. Yep. But you probably save money
2: list. that way. Yeah. Have four different and then we have... I'm trying to days. tell him he's just because yeah. here's the thing I, I heard on this one podcast once routine. where yeah, this right one podcast me. where uh, this husband said when my wife something along the lines of I want to make life as easy as I can for you
4: oh
2: um, and it's, it's because the reason why he said that is because he he does he doesn't want to see his wife stressed out. You know, because when she's stressed yeah. out and things of that nature, then everybody in the household stressed out. And so I'm like, hey, babe, you know, consider this uh, because this yeah. will this will take some you'll you'll get time back and you could you could be in more control of the things that you order and stuff like that. And I, I'm because I know your your biggest thing is you want more time. You hate losing time. You want to make sure your time is purposefully used. And so I think a click list would be. A way of doing that.
4: I love how a quick list went into a deep conversation. We're <laughs> yeah. yes. like the whole yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. we're having before that. I, like, I will tell you, <laughs> I'm real life. I'm
1: definitely the husband who's very concerned about her stress levels. Yes. And yeah. so we don't we aren't the couple that has jobs we don't divide up jobs mm. um and i know a lot of couples do and it works perfect for them and maybe it's the f- dynamic of our family maybe it's partially a little bit how i grew up but like if laundry is behind and we need to get it done i jump in mm-hmm. yeah dishes, I'm like, i can't no keep one up has right the now dishes <laughs> roll no one has the grocery pickup roll no one has so any anytime... he's just more like do
0: you want to do it or you want me to do it and I'm like, yeah. uh, depending on my mood, <laughs> we don't know. But if we
1: get, yeah, if it's like, oh, there's a lot of laundry, like, or she makes one comment about, like, I'm a little behind in laundry. It's like my brain just goes, I need to do laundry.
2: I need to do laundry, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And if, right. oh, man, dishes are behind, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to do dishes. Because it's a very tag team, obviously, with seven people currently in the house. There's just a lot of laundry. Yeah. And we use paper plates and paper bowls But there's still a lot of dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lots of dishes. And we do a lot of like rice and uh, meat and stuff. So I'll just make sure like we pretty much always have rice and meat. Shadrach and platini, they can go for like days just eating rice and meat.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And then that's good for us too. So
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: just kind of always keeping an eye on like, oh, I need to jump in here. I need to do that. I need to do that. Just because of the family dynamic being larger,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I think if we actually just did rolls, it would be, yeah. it would add a lot of tension to us. Just because I, you know, I'd sit back and be like, the dishes aren't done, and that's her job. I'm not yeah. touching them, but I'm <laughs> frustrated they're not yeah. done. Um, and so we just have a lot of that. dynamic. I think it
0: helps too that we don't have a huge house.
1: Yeah, we we don't don't like we
0: haven't upgraded our house for our family like size wise. It's been more like okay, well, how can we? Because I've thought before, I'm like, man, it would be nice to have more space. But if we have more space, that's more stuff to clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is true. So I would like we don't hardly have any storage in our house either. So there's a lot of like Saturdays that are for Goodwill trips of cleaning out and dumpster like. Mm -hmm. So keeping things kind of like you know
1: she doesn't actually June. schedule them no it's when i wake on up a on a saturday and i'm like oh she sees my eyes blaze over
0: <laughs> <laughs> something's I'm in the air <laughs> it's going down today I
1: smell it she's fixated
0: mm-hmm. i
1: guess today we're clean because
0: if stuff gets cluttered <laughs> with all those people and then it i feel like things are getting cluttered i'm like ah there's too many people and too much stuff
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> we're purging something yeah. yeah yeah
4: i know that feeling and there's yes. only
0: two of us but
1: yeah um, oh, yeah oh yeah
0: i
4: do
1: before kids our basement was unfinished. And it was we totally figured out a way to fill totally it. Totally full.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Don't know how we did that. <laughs>
2: All right. One last question. Okay. All
0: right. And then it's like cuz we were going class. short today, is
1: that mm-hmm.
2: right? We, were, we, were, we, we were, were going to be short. We were going to be short. and the question is um could you share some advice to those people who are considering adoption? Um what would be what would you say to them?
4: Can I actually add to that? Not just this, your dynamic is different in general and not, I don't want to say different like, I don't even like that word. Um, but the fact that literally you tried in the beginning to have children, so not just the adoptive perspective, but also for, for those, um, who, who are looking at the same options and Mm -hmm. and things are going through the same things that you guys had to go Mm -hmm. through.
0: As far as, like, dealing with, like, infertility, but then mm-hmm. also adoption. Um, I would say I was, well, first of all, us going through infertility together, I think, as a couple. We were, like, kind of, whatever happens, um, we choose each other first mm-hmm. in this, no matter what the outcome is. Yeah. Um, because even I've heard of, like, some people adopting it being such a stress, like that it really affected their marriage. If not the marriage ended, I mm-hmm. mean, just those are stories I've heard before. Um, and especially thrown in with infertility, just the nature of it is really, really difficult. Um, but I think really coming to a place that, um, uh, as a woman accepting that, um, cause I think if you walk through life feeling like you're less than Mm. That like I'm a woman, but I can't bear children. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of wearing that as a, I don't know some, I don't know, I almost felt like I'm not a real mom. Mm. You know, like you're a real mom because I haven't experienced that. So I think really differentiating between those two things, we're both real moms, but we've walked totally different roads. Mm-hmm. And my experience is going to be different from your experience and not dwelling there like something that I never could have. And it's okay to like close that door. Yeah. Um, because I feel like for me, I needed to not live as if my kids that are adopted were like option B, mm. that they are still their option A and yeah. they were where God took us. Yeah. Um, so I think that's been really important. Um, and then I also think with the actually pursuing adoptions and things like that are keeping... An open mind how things will look as much as possible. I didn't know that we would have such a close relationship with Saxon's birth mom. Mm. And and be a part of her life for the past 12 years. In and out. Um, But to the point that when like something bad is happening. Sometimes we're the first people she calls Mm. for help. Mm. Um, And just having being okay with having that relationship and then holding things loosely too for when your kids get older. You don't know if they're going to want to be a part of their birth family and not um, feeling like threatened mm-hmm. by it, mm-hmm. which I think is a part of letting go too of mm-hmm. the, of the biological child thing. Just being able to not hold it so tightly
3: mm-hmm.
0: and three three or four <laughs> five, <laughs> It can be really expensive,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but um, things that oh the tree. Sorry, yeah. I shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> I am just so excited. It's all good. Like yay! I'll on the not camera, a so a camera. Yeah, there's a Christmas
2: tree right over there. I know.
0: There. Um, but it's really cool. February. Like um, with taxes and stuff. Like when you adopt, you have some taxes.
1: I don't think most people know about that. Yeah.
0: Really, really good tax benefits like f- that roll over for the next few years that mm. I think with Thaxton's, it actually almost completely refunded his adoption.
2: Mm. Oh, wow. So yeah. We were like, wow. Whoa. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a piece of it. But um, like even to get really personal, cause it's like, well, how do you do an international adoption? Those are expensive. I mean, when Shadrach and Platini came home, we weren't prepared financially for them to come home but it cost a large chunk of money just to get them from Congo to here Mm. and we literally put it on a credit card that had no interest (laughs) to just be like well this is how we're gonna have to do it and then we're just gonna pay it off and then some people fundraise and do that type of so there are ways it can't I think sometimes there's a, a a thought a thought of like oh it's so expensive to adopt but actually having a baby in general can be really expensive, really expensive. Yeah. depending yeah. on where you are my sister-in-law was like oh it costs this much for me to give birth at this hospital and that was with insurance and it was a lot and mm-hmm. I was like oh wow so I think for me not um we might be able <laughs> we might be able to uh easily go and be like oh that car cost twenty thousand dollars but we're like well we need a car and that's kind of part of it I think that's how we walked into it like not comparing the kids to a car, but being like, it comes with some sacrifice and yeah. that's part of the sacrifice. And it's, there's no price on it, really. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what, there's some trust that God will provide. And I'm really, I really feel like no matter where we have been financially across the past 12 years, we have always had what we needed. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of weird to look back on and be like, when we adopted and we were not the same financially now that we were then yeah you know so I think those are just things to be prepared for mm. um and frustrating and emotional and I know there were times in dealing with birth moms that I was like golly I just don't know if I can do this you know anymore it's a lot and um Judson, during one of those times he's like you know that you want to do this and it's gonna be okay and i'm like i know um but it's also like really really awesome Mm. hardest thing we've done but also sit back sometimes and go is this like really the life that we're living is kind of crazy so yeah in a good way
1: (laughs) yeah i think um probably for me probably the best way to describe it is Holding it super loosely, um, because things are can constantly change about adoption, about uh, you know, birth moms, about cost, about all that stuff, um, about home studies. And you get like
2: oh, yeah, you get people
1: in your house and they want to know your background, they want to yeah. check out your house, they want it. Yeah. And if you haven't been through that, I've known some people who are like, I mean, it kind of wigs them out because it's like they're all up in your business yeah and obviously if you get pregnant if you're around enough you know that like drug addicts get pregnant they don't need no Mm -hmm. permission yeah yeah yeah. but if you want to adopt you have to go through home studies and checks and financial stuff and all this stuff so holding it loosely um and then at the same time like being all in Mm -hmm. and committed so it's not like trying to find this balance between holding it loosely and being all in loving a child. It's like you have to be 100 percent of both, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it just brings a lot of like tension.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, one of the conversations I had with Raylan's birth mom, because we came and visited her um, on the way home from the hospital and stopped by her house and she's she's like a really like emotionally intuitive person. And she's like, you don't seem okay. Like it seems like you're not okay with me holding her. Mm. And, um, and I was like, I'm scared you're going to take her away from me. And I mean mm. like literally having that conversation where it's like, well, she sees that I'm uncomfortable anyway. <laughs> like I may as well just say it, but you know, I was like, I just love her so much. Um, and she's like, She's like, I would love to be able to take her, but she's like, I'm not gonna take her away from you. I mean, these are the conversations that you're like, this stuff is not easy. Um, so I think that's part of it too. Go oh, away. Sorry. Um, being all in and loving this child so, 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 so much, but you still have to somehow Yeah, even you know, hold things loosely to be like, Well, if this is a door that's closed, yeah, then we'll have to take that next step. So
1: it's like it's like a hundred percent trusting God that he'll work out the details and when I when I say that we if you heard our story from start to finish you would know we've said yes to 12 adoptions mm. um, doesn't mean we'd have 12 kids because one dictated another one yeah type of thing um, but we've said, Yes to 12 and only half of them have worked out Mm. Um, through, you know, I mean, there's miscarriages. There's things that happen in the foster care system. There's grandparents that step in last second. Mm. Um, There's all these different things. So trusting God, he'll work out the details and literally kind of sitting there. But when, if you only do that, you can't be a hundred percent in on loving a kid. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: And so you have yeah. to add in the moments; you have to be 110% committed to this child. Mm-hmm. But in the back of your head, this thing doesn't go away.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: You know? And so I think that's really the, probably the day in day out practice of like, how do I trust God? But how am I 110% committed to where I am in this moment? Mm. Um, because if you always play it this way, you know, an adoption might take a year or two, but then you haven't formed all those attachments with that kid. You've missed the first two yeah. years. You haven't actually been committed to that child, and that also bears some fruit. Mm. It's not like you can all of a sudden just like turn it on. Mm. You know, so you kind of have to navigate both, and I think it's that's what it looks like to trust God in the process. Um, yeah, there
0: was actually a friend of mine that was adopting internationally, and she would go visit her boys, and she's like, "I'm kind of surprised at myself that I'm," and she was already a mom. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'm really surprised I'm not feeling these natural mother instincts yet," and I'm like, "Well, you're getting to know each other. Yeah, like they're mm-hmm. learning to love you as a mom, and you're learning to love them as their mom, and mm-hmm. you know them as your children." And that's like this relationship that's gonna grow, you know. So I think there's things you learn about yourself too, where you're like, weird. I didn't yeah. think that that would take this amount of time to do that. So,
1: yeah. yeah. But we we're at the point in life where we sit back some nights and we talk and we're like, I didn't expect our lives to look like this. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Like, how did we get Weird. here? But it was all just a bunch of little yeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's one thing to look at our family and see lots of different color and, you know, six kids and all these different things. But it's not like we one day, like, mapped it out and we're like, oh, this I'll... is what we're going to look
0: like. I have one more thing before I forget. <laughs> the other thing I would do people talking about, um, thinking about adoption would be really, really research um, attachment. Like, mm. super research yes. that and understand um There's, like, a few books out. One is The Primal Wound, and it talks about how kids even adopted from birth can have just attachment issues Mm -hmm. because I guess there's some, I don't know, things where babies can have those issues just because mom and baby are sharing everything Mm -hmm. physically, that there's, like, this, you know... Even hormones. Like, this initial rejection of putting your baby in somebody else's arms. And so sometimes we think we have all the influence and we're like, well, why is my child struggling with this? I've had Mm -hmm. them since day one, you know? Um, and there's a, um, Another, there's a conference that comes around every year. Usually they do like a podcast at uh, Thomas Road and stuff. And it's the Empowered to Connect conference. Mm-hmm. And they talk a lot about all of it's like parenting children from hard places and what trauma looks like and how their brains function, how mm-hmm. the brain of a child from trauma looks different yeah. than a child who hasn't had trauma and how you navigate that. Yeah. Um, and
1: you do. We do parent different.
0: Yeah. And so I think really learning as much about that as you can, um, especially a kid that's a little older. And some of those kids aren't going to have problems like that. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're going to process differently or whatever. Um, But some of them are. And so I think to be as educated as possible on those things is really important Mm. because how you parent them is going to be really huge. I mean, it's like even like we don't punish our kids where we're like, uh, you're in trouble so you can't go. Usually. I think we did it one time where we didn't let one of the kids go and I like deeply, deeply regretted it because I was like, "Uh, that felt bad on both ends. I think that yeah. was a wrong choice as yeah. a parent. Um, But most of the time, nine times out of 10, it's like you keep them in the game is kind of the quote that she uses. Um, Karen Purvis was the one who um, came out with all like the connected parenting stuff. And um, basically like their punishments aren't removing them from a family thing because their tendency is going to be to remove themselves anyway. Oh, wow. Because like, you know, I'm not a part of this really. I'm not really a part of the family, you know, so different things like that, but it's kind of like the way I've described it is, you know, most kids that have had a normal childhood were just kind of like already attached. It's not even a category. So when I first heard attachment disorder, I didn't even know what that meant. I'm Mm. like, well, what does that look like? Mm. I don't know. But it's basically like everything turned upside down. Mm. And so um, I think that would be really, really good because I didn't understand that um, before um, Larissa came into our family. And I feel like it could have been really helpful Mm. for her and for us Mm -hmm. too. So, Yeah. yeah.
2: See, we asked for one thing, y'all gave us a million and I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, gave you eighty five. <laughs> I stuck to the rules. I just let you know I now. just
0: feel like I had so many things to say.
2: Did, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm actually glad that you guys came on. My wife and I, we, we actually have been um considering adoption and uh, well actually that was one of the things we said before we got married. It was like, Yeah, we wanna adopt yeah. when we get when we get married. Mm. And uh, we just went through the... We, I think we finally got our last check off on our yeah. fostering.
4: Well, not the last check. We The agency has done all of theirs, and yeah. they cleared it, I believe. So now it goes to, is it DCP or something? So the governmental one, so they can do their check and make sure we're okay. And after that, we'll be turned on. Yeah. What? Wow. So
2: it's very, um, very thankful because... I mean, as much as we are doing this for uh, people who are watching, we're really doing it for ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And I
1: think when you're considering it, you you listen differently. Mm. You know, you're like, oh, if this is my future, you know, you have conversations differently. And you yeah, know, I mean, we talk to adoptive parents. It's like like Miles, the ba- the kid on the basketball team. His mm. parents do foster care. If I'm there with like, especially his mom, because she's a little more of an extrovert. I mean, we'll sit there and we'll nonstop talk and we're just comparing stories Mm -hmm. and we're like (laughs) picking up on things and we're laughing about random things that probably biological families wouldn't Mm -hmm. laugh at, but we're connecting things and I'm, but I'm listening in like how she's dealing with things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm listening as a learner. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a participant too, but, uh, like she have any good advice. (laughs) (laughs) How yeah. yeah, you pick up on those things because <laughs> when you're engaged in the game, mm-hmm. yeah. all of a sudden you're like, Oh,
0: this yeah, is that's weird. exciting. Yeah. 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 Thank but you. I would I'll I'll send you link to to those um uh connected parenting videos. It's really, really good. Really yeah, yeah it was like a game changer for us yeah. to go to the conference. I actually I think they're having it soon. Mm. Maybe. And it's coming here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they do a simulcast of it. Yeah. Um Family Life Services. Yeah. Okay. It is really, really, they really good. They do it on L.U. Yeah. Thomas Road. Like,
0: I feel like if we wouldn't have gone, that we would have parented Shadrack and Platini totally different when they came. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like at Walmart getting a toddler carrier for a five-year-old. Because it's all like... Megan yeah, <laughs> carried Shadrack for Justin's, like... <laughs> just get the baby care. But it really, I mean, there's so much like to... Just things I would never think about. So... Yeah. Wow, for sure.
2: Well, um... If you wouldn't mind, Jets, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Could you close us in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Um, Just so we can pray with those who are potentially considering adoption, um, fostering and things like that. And um, yeah, can you do that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Father, I thank you that um, oftentimes we make our own plans, but uh, you direct our steps. And uh, I know that has played out into uh, how our family is formed and what people see on the outside and what we experience on the inside. Um, And so, Father, I pray for that process of trusting you to lead. Um, And I ask that, uh, Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would direct those steps Mm. and choices and doors to walk through. Um, And uh, Father, I do, I pray for courage uh if this is the next step for someone that uh they would do it in a courageous trusting way um and i pray for uh all the wisdom that it takes to walk out adoption there's just many moments that Megan and i uh would find ourselves praying real quick before we go have a conversation with one of the kids um we need lots and lots of wisdom mm. and so we don't come as experts by any means we come as um people who are on the journey and uh it's been critical for us to trust your spirit to give us wisdom beyond what we've experienced before and so father i pray that you would be faithful in um our lives uh as we walk this out and in others in jesus name amen. amen amen and i'm
2: gonna ask you babe can you pray for the leaves yes
4: dear guys just father i thank you so much just for this time that you've allowed us to have i thank you for um the leaves Lord God in their story, their testimony and, um, Lord for even for their hearts. I thank you, Lord God, that they're willing and ready to hear your voice and to act accordingly. However, that may look, I pray for their family. I pray for the children in it. Um, Lord, as they continue to grow and, um, and, and mature, I pray that they're their family just grows closer and closer to you closer to each other. Lord God, I pray for their stories as they, as the children continue to um, find themselves Lord God and, and identify um, with, with you, Lord God. And, and just as, as human beings, Lord, I pray, however, that would look, if that would be connecting with birth families, Lord God, starting families of their own, Lord, even right now, I, I pray that those positive seeds are planted and that Mm. you're just, um, you're just preparing the way and you're guiding and directing and that you're even beginning to speak to them. I pray for provision mm. for the Lees, Um, whatever they need, Lord God, I pray that you would pr- continue to provide as you have. And I even pray for them uh, together as a couple that you would just continue to strengthen them, that you would um for everything that they pour out, Lord God, I pray that you would fill them back up. And uh, I, I just pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Well, thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you to the beauty beards that out there for for tuning in. It's your boy T. Dye Roy, Shaka, <laughs> and it's Shaka. So, uh, customary to our show, we end with a kiss. We don't kiss each other. Great. I can tell. Yes. Oh. yes we, we, we kiss our significant other. You were looking other. at me when you said it.
3: <laughs>
2: well, the Bible says to greet your brother You're with a. Yeah. I think you... first that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, to be quite honest with you. I just you.
1: always assumed that was on the cheek.
3: Eh, well. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. I don't, know. I don't know. So, here you go, baby. Uh, mm,
0: nah. Peace. <laughs> that was good. We cool. went so long.
1: Yeah, did we? We didn't go
3: short.
0: Family might have been a little more on the relaxed side. Yeah. Do <laughs> you remember Halloween? Oh. <laughs> we had to church Christmas, uh, Christmas, Halloween parties. And I, I did go as the devil to the church.
2: What? Uh, Stop I playing.
0: Know. I don't know Great. why my mom it's,
3: it's
2: thought different. that was okay. <laughs> 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 what I don't get, like,
0: great. I don't either. I, they have. I like, wouldn't let my kids do it.
2: <laughs> no.
3: And <laughs> and I- you-